This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. I support watching movies high with any sort of substance, whether that be weed, beer, or whatever that is your poison. However, I can't do it. I cannot watch movies high myself. The reason is, is it's just too much. Um, The one time... I did watch a movie um, using um, weed was I went and saw the movie um, Beyond the Black Rainbow. I was really excited for it because it was a, uh, looked like a psychedelic thriller. Um, so in line, I was with a friend from an old job. He gave me a little bit of an edible. I took that halfway through the movie, it kicked in and I immediately became Uncomfortable. I couldn't sit back and just kind of let it wash over me. The experience, um, the movie itself just became unbearable. I wasn't able to enjoy it and walked out trying to figure out the movie, thinking the movie was dumb. However, about a year later, when Beyond the Black Rainbow was on Netflix, I completely sober decided to watch the movie again to see, hey, did I, did I experience this? Did I really understand this movie at all? Um, in watching it again, I realized that there was complete scenes that I did not remember. Um, there was parts of the story that I did not remember, and I just thought something else. Um, and I think I blame being high on that. So I fully am in support getting high because for some people, man, an experience, whether it be movie or music or any other experience, whatever you enjoy when uh, doing Um, any sort of um, recreational drug like weed, I'm like, yeah, go for it. However, for me, it completely um, ruins the experience for me. Uh, When it comes to like a psychedelic film, I want that film to give me the experience of feeling that way rather than having to do a real substance to enhance that feeling. So I don't know how others do it, but keep on keep it on with the, the drug-induced viewings of movies because it seems to be a great experience, just not for me. I bring that up because the guest on this episode you know, is a good friend of mine, and he was actually present for one of the worst highs I was I ever had, but he was such a good friend that he made sure that I got home safely, and it was um, definitely an, an experience that was negative that ended with me puking in an Uber, but luckily... My good friend was there to make sure that we, we handled it pretty well, as well as we walked away without, or or he walked away without having to pay some sort of large fee. So lucky to have good friends like that. To know, and even when you're being an idiot, they still will uh, hang out with you and talk to you the next day. Enough of uh, me talking about my watching movies on substances or not. My guest this week is a great friend of mine, one of the funniest people I think I've ever known. He, you'll see through this podcast, I pretty much just giggle through it, even with him just explaining the movie and him putting his own personal spin on it, because I think he's one of the funniest people in the world. Devin Field. All 
All right, I'm here with Devin Phil. Hi. <laughs> and we just watched the story of Ricky. Uh, yeah. Or Ricky. The, how did, there's like three titles. There's like I three titles because it's like I've always known it as Ricky O, the story of Ricky. When I was remembering it, I was like, is it Ricky O, the ballad of Ricky O? But it's not. It's Ricky O, the story of Ricky. But then in the movie, they call him Ricky Ho. Yeah. But in the title, it's spelled Ricky O. Yeah. Unless and, that's just how it's pronounced. But I, but it's a dubbed version. And so. when the title first comes up in the movie, it says Ricky uh, story The of Story Ricky, of Ricky, Ricky a.k.a. AKA Ricky O. Oh, yeah. The Story of Ricky, a.k.a. Ricky O, <laughs> I think is the, is the best title available. I love a title with also known as. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you may have heard of this movie. Um, so, yeah, that's the move. Ricky... What do we, what do we just land? Yeah, yeah. Ricky, uh, the story of Ricky, Ricky. aka Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, bef- um, as we jump to this first, um, give us a brief synopsis since you've previously sure. seen this movie. And I have. I what? saw this movie. I think I've only seen this. This is only the second time I've seen it. Oh really? Uh, I saw it when I was like sixteen. <laughs> Um, my friends and I used to have these like movie nights that we called guys movie night in like <laughs> probably the most homoerotic <laughs> name we could have pro- possibly given it. It was basically we would just like get together and make a bunch of nachos in the oven and do a double feature of like usually like kind of the weirder action movie we could find. And also just sort of classic, like, dumb action movie stuff like Predator and um, Hard Target. Like, it's just Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme movies, stuff like that. I mean, it was Guy's um, Movie Night. Yeah, it's Guy's <laughs> Movie Night. You got to watch cool guy shit. <laughs> but it kind of became a cool one-upsmanship of, like, trying to out-weird each other with, like, what the movie was. That was where I saw A Boy and His Dog was mm-hmm. at one of those movie nights. Um, and all sorts of like crazy this movie called Turkish Star Wars that's like <laughs> just this weird unwatchable Turkish movie that came out in like the late 70s that was just them trying to do like Star Wars uh-huh. and it's just the most frenetically edited like crazy space kung fu acid trip <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing but like really painful to watch kind of the way this movie's exhausting but even more so or you're yeah. just like oh but anyway, so uh, so I saw this movie when I was like sixteen, and it was one of those of when I when you asked me to do this, I was like, I got to do one of those movies, and so I like texted the guys who used to be in that group, and I was like, what's like the movie? And they were all like, Ricky O, Ricky O is the movie. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I guess it is, and it's all on YouTube. So the basic synopsis is Ricky O is just a guy who was born with superhuman strength. <laughs> And went to flute college <laughs> to learn the flute. And it was there that his girlfriend was not raped, just sort of terrorized by some bad man yeah. who chased her up some stairs. And we'll, we'll definitely we'll break get, all these moments. Yeah. Down. And who chased her up some stairs, stairs and she fell, <laughs> fell off the roof. <laughs> Driving Ricky mad. He killed them, was sent to prison. So he's just a good guy in prison. And, um, and and then he's he sees the injustices of the prison he's in and this first of all it's the future 2001 AD 2001 where yeah. all prisons have been privatized which doesn't really mean anything <laughs> but so he ends up in one of these privatized prison and he sees all the injustice around him and he decides to fight back and fight the wardens and the leaders of the gang inside 
it's just a crazy martial arts uh bloodbath <laughs> oh yeah in a, in a prison that makes no sense yep yep great <laughs> that answers my question totally of like why you wanted me to see this it was mainly because of like the absurdity and you watched it with your friends yeah and it's it's so over the top and um just a real sense of fun i think in the filmmaking like it's so it came out and we looked it up it came out 89 or 90 or something yeah like i think that. 89 so it's like, um it's funny. I just rewatched John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. And so good. It is an it's it holds up and it's great story. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But the prosthetics and the crazy gross out like movie magic of the thing is through the roof. It's it's yeah. you know, that's half more than half the reason you watch that movie. And this movie feels like some you know, because it came out obviously around when John Carpenter's making movies, mm-hmm. so it feels like some Hong Kong filmmakers. I mean, I don't know the history of the movie, but it feels like a super cheap, low budget like Hong Kong John Carpenter. In that people's heads are exploding and just yeah. like blood and guts are flying everywhere in the most cartoonish ways. Because um, other than that, it's not worth. Seeing other than that, it's kind of just any other like martial arts, like, yeah, bullshit story that's like revenge that's kind of unmotivated and you know, it doesn't really add up. But when you factor in the insane visuals and stuff, that's when you're like, oh, okay, this is this is a movie that's worth seeing. Of just like it, I don't know, it's like a weird, hyped up, like Asian eighth grader made like the craziest hyperactive movie they possibly could like yeah it's definitely a great like it would be a perfect midnight movie yeah and i think it has that kind of following i don't really i don't i'm not as familiar with like the history of this movie you're right it i looked it up and it looks like it was 1991 imdb imdb is saying to me um but yeah i think i think you're right that it could definitely be uh, Hong Kong director really being inspired by John Carpenter. I, it's just so because, much from that vein. Yeah, because know? it's even this is even after Big Trouble in Little right. China and all right, of exactly. his stuff that we know him for. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly a part where a guy gets big and explodes, and that happens yep. in Big Trouble. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a gun in this movie that if you get shot with its bullets. It makes your body expand and you explode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it, insane. Yeah. Like, you already have a gun, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and like any little attempts at story are really just to get you to the next moment when Ricky punches through somebody. Yeah. It's, so let's, <laughs> let's start from the top real fast. Yeah, because sure. first off, like, what I think it's funny is for a movie that quickly is going to get over the top insane. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even take like a climb no. or like a... It doesn't ramp up to anything. It just, on the first fight, we are out the gate on like. Yeah. But the opening credits is just a police truck Mm -hmm. coming in. It's Ricky arriving at prison. And the whole opening credits is just the truck driving around the prison for like (laughs) five five minutes, probably. And and then the title card where it's like it's 2001 AD. All the prisons are privatized. Yeah, and, which is it doesn't not, change. It anything. doesn't change. Any, it's basically just like so anything can happen in this prison. Yeah, is kind of the only reason that's up there. But so you get long truck drive, title card, then Ricky gets checked into prison. Yeah, which I love too. Like, oh, we'll get to a moment. Like right after we talk about him. Or we'll come back to him getting checked in. After he gets checked in and we meet our our, our hero, yeah. 
it like pulls back and says, and it tells us that this place has an assistant warden and a main warden. Yeah. And then there's four gangs. Four gangs. Four. There's four sections of the prison, north, south, east, and west. Yeah. There's a gang leader for each section of the prison. So that those are those are the bosses Ricky will have to fight, and but look guys, this hierarchy is complicated because not only is there a warden, but there's an assistant warden who is really in many ways the main bad guy of the movie. Yeah, is the assistant warden and the assistant. But when we're introduced to that in the narration, it points out it makes us a prisoner because it's all what does it say? Yeah, it's like it points there's out a, it's like you aren't you aren't good enough yeah. yet to meet them. It's, yes, it's like twenty minutes in. You've you've only heard voiceover before explaining that the prisons are privatized, yeah. and then like twenty minutes in, they say there's an assistant warden and the main warden, and they're the most feared men. Uh, he said, the warden's the most feared man in the whole prison. You you don't deserve to meet him yet. It's like the line. Like yeah. you, you, the audience member who is apparently also in this prison, haven't earned the right to meet the warden. So we're not going to show you yeah, yet. It's like, you can't. Oh, okay. And then when he shows up, he's just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay. Okay. I could have met this guy anytime. Yeah. It's a very specific uh, power structure. At so the funny. Mm. But he goes through that whole like. Off the bat, we discover that. By the way, we in that opening scene when we meet yep. Riccio, mm-hmm. they introduces us to two other characters, mm-hmm. but don't come. Do they come back? No, or am I mistaken? It's he gets checked in with two other guys, so it's three guys total, and Ricky's the last, and um, he's the only one that matters. I actually sort of like it as like. If that were like in a Spielberg movie, uh-huh. if that were done by like a slicker director and like a better movie. I think that would actually be a really cool character intro because it's it's all about like one new guy is going to be the badass prisoner, right? Uh-huh. And you meet three at once. And the way they frame it up at first is like it's staggered. So Ricky is like at the back and you meet the other two guys kind of in the front mm-hmm. and you meet them first. You meet Ricky last. So you're not quite sure, especially in a movie like this where none of these actors are names to you at yeah. all. Um, you're not sure who it's going to be. And so I actually think like it plays sort of stupid in this movie. Yeah. But it's one of those things of if you, it would be a slick storytelling device. I think if you were to like meet a couple other guys and be like, Oh, are they the badass? And then like, no, it's this. Oh yeah. I could see Quentin Tarantino doing something like that. Right. Exactly. Making it uh, work. Yeah. But in this, it's just kind of like, who are these other guys? And then, Oh, then we don't need to. Yeah. Cause they get checked in. And then when Ricky goes through the metal detector, he sets it off. And then two cops try to hit him and he two guards try to hit him and he just stops them with his elbows. <laughs> he just holds out his arms and they hit his arms and he's, his forearms and he's like, no. And then they don't like beat him up more. They're just like, OK. And then they take him to the x-ray machine. They see that his chest is full of bullets. Yeah. And great tech. I love sci-fi technology. Yeah. They just x-rays can throw him so onto like a locker <laughs> and then turn to flip a switch. And then they see the image with the bullets in his chest. It's so good. Which is like a big mystery in the movie of how did the yeah, bullets did get, get bullets? there? Which and is like reaction. anyway. And you know. The reaction of the cops was so... All the cops, I think, feel like yeah. in this movie for this prison are all like Keystone cops. Yeah. They all are goofy. They don't, they don't feel like they could even hold... How I don't even understand before Ricky 
shows up how the cops even held held anyone in this prison (laughs) i mean they were working with them they're all really pathetic and like easily bribed it's kind of funny that there isn't i mean i guess the assistant warden is this character but there isn't like a badass guard Mm -hmm. you know like he has to face off against all these like gang members Mm -hmm. but he never really fights a big guard other than like the warden yeah the assistant warden both warden and assistant warden (laughs) but ricky gets checked in but then shit kicks off at the prison because a sweet innocent man uh, maybe alan or andrew in the dub not andrew yeah not andrew Andrew comes up later andrew's later it's like alan or freddie or something uh the dubbed version of this has a lot of just great english names where just this like clearly chinese man is being called like andrew andrew wake up and it's like (laughs) no this guy's name isn't andrew um, but the, so a nice, sweet old man gets killed, uh, by a gang leader. But, and this is sort of when you first see like what the scope of the violence in this movie is going to be. Yeah. Because the gang leader takes like a piece of wood and just rams it into his like oh. nose plate. And it's almost the most. Out of all of them, it's the most unlike ridiculous. Yeah, it feels like absolutely. It, lo- it visually looks like that would happen to that yeah, guy. Yeah, it's pretty real. It's a pretty realistic looking injury in a really fucked up way. That's upsetting. Yeah, and it's the first time you're seeing any of this violence. And you're like, oh, and then it's unsettling. So he gets like, he's not killed then because he kills himself later. <laughs> <laughs> for for no real reason, his parole's denied later. Denied. Just wait a little. Because longer. the gang leader who beats him up in the first place has the power to change his parole status. Yeah, he's like only if they tell me. Yeah, only which, if I tell them it's okay. Like, so, and he wasn't even like a main. Was he a main? Was that guy a main? The one that loses his eye? Uh, no, he was just a thug. He wasn't yeah, one of the four. He didn't gang even like. Leaders. He wasn't one of the four. No. Of the four, so it was like, how did he have that power in the first place? Yeah, it was. It didn't very unclear. So this gang, le- basically, a gang leader beats up a sweet old man, but then in the bathroom. But then when the gang leader's leaving, Ricky comes in and like trips him, and the guy falls face first onto a previously unseen board with nails sticking upwards. <laughs> so he falls and hits the floor. And, on it like- and it's just like the camera is like right there. Like right, it's set at the nails. And so he falls like into the camera and you watch as like this really kind of weird rubber prosthetic head hits the nail board and gets a nail like right through the eyeball and like and his, his whole is- face and his yeah. hand. And... And that's when you're like, oh, the violence is like more cartoony. Yeah. But it's still like so bizarre. (laughs) Well, it's just like such a weird choice. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like with this movie, like it's it's one of those ones that's so bad it's good. Yeah. But you do wish you could sit down and ask like the writer be like yeah like even if you were inspired by john carpenter's like his storytelling is so coherent well it's yeah it's just yeah like why would you just not have like a fight scene to start us off yeah i think it's just i think the centerpiece is the prosthetics and stuff and like and just and those moments and getting from like moment to moment of those Uh and the connective tissue is just like so unimportant they don't care they're just like yeah you know we can it's like the prosthetic guy came to the director and said 
you know what I can do? I tried it last night in yeah. my garage. We could do a thing where <laughs> you punch through someone's legs. Yeah. And they're like, no way. And no. he's like, no, I promise. So they show it. it. They're like, great. <laughs> All right, let's reverse engineer okay, from that. cool. Let's ride how around we, How do we get to that? Uh, you know, I, I, I got these nails on a board that I've been working with. Oh, good. 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 Okay, how do we do it? We'll put those let's, in the beginning. Let's have the hero trip the guy. Yeah, and, and like. Fall onto it. Very bizarre. Uh, and then so so Ricky's clearly like on a path to beat up everyone in the prison and that's when we dive into Ricky's backstory through a flashback where he meets his his uncle, uncle. his previously unknown uncle. he's Ricky is in a school uniform clutching some books and he runs out of the town happy into the town graveyard <laughs> In the in the town graveyard. I mean, is he there? I mean, I can only assume he was running there to like look at his father, his parents. Yeah, like, but they joy- said his parents were unknown. He was joyfully yeah. running. He's to joyfully cemetery. running to the graveyard to see his ancestors. <laughs> and standing at his family plot is just this guy, and he's like, "I'm your uncle." He literally just in like one paragraph is like, "I'm your uncle. I've watched you since you were a child." <laughs> When you were a child, you exhibited superhuman strength, and now you continue, it, like, you still are strong. <laughs> and Ricky's like, uh-huh. Just, like, doesn't... Ricky has just met a family member. He's, like, presumably in, his dad's brother that he did not know existed. Yeah, in a graveyard. You're trusting his word. In a graveyard. <laughs> He's just immediately, like, comfortable with this guy, like, yep, what's going on? I'm still strong. Because he goes, are you... Do you still have your powers? And he's like, uh, look, I've only gotten stronger. And, and he, just he just does a bunch of random karate moves. Yep. He just punches the air <laughs> for five minutes. And his uncle's like, good. But then he tries to strike his uncle and he slips up. And his uncle, like, knocks him down. And is like, you idiot. You're still as clumsy <laughs> as you ever were. And his uncle, this is like the first of his, like, three times to uncle has, like, a creepy laugh. Yeah. Where the just, camera's, yeah. like, a low angle on yeah. the uncle. Low angle and, like, he's kind of slow to smile and laugh. <laughs> and so then the uncle's going to train him in, I forget the name of the martial art. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Who knows? But it's something about channeling energy. Yeah. It's all it's- about... That's the philosophy. It's like you use the energy you have within you and the earth around you or something. And strength empowers it. Yeah, it's it's all about... it's. You it, have like a force field around you, which we visually get to see a little bit. Yeah, of, if you're great. strong enough, you can kind of cheat death and make your own force field and punch through people's faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so the powers are not super clearly established. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it's un- it's basically just Ricky was the most powerful person who's ever lived. Yeah, besides maybe his own uncle, who the, it's like the way it's set up. It's it's like if that movie had been made ten years later during that sort of wave of Asian cinema, it mm-hmm. would have been that the warden turns out to be his uncle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and he would have had to face off. Like yeah, because they just spent you spent so much time with this uncle, and he never comes back other than these flashbacks. All. There's yeah. not a payoff with it. Not even close. It's just the story of how he got those powers. Yeah. It's like in movies now when people say, like, oh, he's ex-Special Forces. 
and that's like all you yes. need to say to explain like this is how he knows how to do all the shit you're yeah, about to see exactly. him do you're like oh this guy was like SEAL Team 6 like okay nice <laughs> oh cool we'll trust anything he does I believe Liam Neeson used to be a Navy SEAL like <laughs> I feel like he's the one they always have to tell us like yeah. he's strong and this one too like because that's so simple the flashbacks is almost not necessary you could have yeah. just said like he could have just told one of the prisoners at any moment like I just was I just was born with these powers yeah completely and I'm still figuring them out and then it would have been like okay yeah <laughs> no it's it's very much like yeah I feel like if 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 a Tarantino or somebody were to like remake this movie now it would be all in the prison why would you ever leave the prison in this story no you know, there's no like, need to these the flashbacks are terrible and <laughs> and I love his training where his, his training, training is, is just Gravestone punching. Gravestone. Where they still in the cemetery. Yeah. Because apparently he only meets his uncle in the cemetery. Yeah, that's the only set where they hang out. (laughs) And his uncle's just like, I got to, okay, let's test your strength. Pulls a cardboard uh, headstone out of the ground. There's a big circle of graves and just throws the graves at Riccio like. Uh, clay pigeons or something. Yeah. And Ricky just punches the shit out of these <laughs> gravestones. So presumably he punches his, them, he breaks some of them off on of his, his chest, chest, his face. <laughs> presumably these are the graves of, um, you know, the grandparents of his friends and classmates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this is his small town's graveyard. And he's just, 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 I mean, wailing on these heads. Him and his uncle had no respect for them. No, they did. And it makes me wonder, did he destroy his own family's headstone? You know, probably. Um, it's dramatic. And then I lo- there was a weird moment where they were trying to show that, like, he um, he could, sh- like, ex- like, show the full strength of his, his powers. And it was such a weird choice that, like, he threw a, a tombstone and, and he, like, punched through with both his arms so he was holding it. It was like resting yes. on his arms, and then his uncle grabbed another tombstone and ran at him, and, and just then they hit him all broke. broke him. Yeah, the and ultimate that- proof of the strength is Ricky <laughs> punch, uh, punching through, so his arms are sticking out of a headstone, like uh, cut out at a carnival, and then yeah, and then his uncle just running into him, and it's funny because they're like these sort of paper mache props that just kind of crumble in their hands. It's uh. Yeah, it's a good trading montage that like really caps off in the most like lackluster way possible. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, we did it. We did it. We really showed. We really showed them how he got there. Yeah, <laughs> we took him on a journey, and then he's back in the prison fighting. And I guess that's when the assistant warden comes in. Well, there's the guy well, with the first back have, tattoos. So the first we. Well, first, so he got the guy with the eye. Yeah. Then that guy goes and says, and he's talking to that, really has that funny conversation about the, at, a lot of, like, the urinals. Yes. Because there's, like, a lot of weird, quirky humor they throw into this. Yeah, there is. Like, even in the first scene where the guy got, I think this happens in that scene, right? I don't know. It's one of the bathroom scenes. Yeah. And they show, like, four guys watching it, and they're like, yeah. hubbub, 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 and then they just turn they, and all pee together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, four guys standing in front of four urinals, 
and they're like, wow, he's really going to kill him. I think, oh, he should have never messed with him. Oh, good God. And then they all go, hmm, and turn around at the same time and all start peeing at the same time. The way, like, you know how it's weird to pee at a urinal next to another person? These guys pee as, like, a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Like, they rotate for yeah, They harmonize while peeing. It was a really weird, that's a really weird beat. There's just a lot of bathroom stuff. Because the, the other bathroom thing that happens before is, oh, the fat guy is the first. That's, so that's the first one. Yeah. Because the, the eye guy is real mad about Riccio tripping him. Yes. But instead of going and facing off himself, he's like, what was the guy's name? The fat guy's? Zoo or something? Zoo, yeah. Or Z- it was like Zorro. It was like close to Zorro. Yeah, Zorro. It is Zorro. Yeah, probably is. Which is such a great, like, <laughs> dub translation where they, like... You know that was whatever English American screenwriter guy being like, yeah. "What's this guy's name?" And the translator was like, "Oh, it is you know, it, it's Hitoshi or whatever. It's this like local folk hero kind of guy, you know, like yeah. over." And the guy was like, "Ah, shut the fuck! All right, it's uh, Zorro or whatever." Zorro, you know? let's yeah. give it Zorro. Like, he's like a Zorro kind of guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So the leader of that gang. Sets that up because he pisses at a urinal next to a guard, and he's like, "How about you let Zorro out, and I'll give you my allowance?" Yeah, I don't know what that means. We don't know. Apparently, yeah. you have allowance uh, privatized. Yeah, so they privatized. Have so prisoners get allowance. <laughs> so he's like, "I'll give you my allowance," and the guard goes, "That is sure. I'm broke anyway." Yeah. Like he goes, "That's great." The prison guard is like, "This bribe is coming at the perfect time for me. I'm so broke." <laughs> just like a guard just like really laying it all bare yeah. being like do whatever you want to me i just need to make means <laughs> that i need to make ends meet yeah i'm <laughs> such a fucking broke idiot let's do it so I'll let, yeah, yeah. And he even says he's like boy every time zora gets out he makes crazy trouble i hope you know what you're doing so like he's so broke he's letting this like bull loose yeah uh but zora turns out to be when they open the door to his cell it's like this reveal of who he is which is just a fat person yeah it's just a huge just like a really big fat guy sumo wrestler type yeah got it's just huge but it's presented with the big music sting as if he's like monstrous yes but he's, he's like not he does he's just he's a big fat guy he's just that's fat. drooling all the time drooling he's covered in dro- his own drool which i don't know how they did that on the day because it's a lot and it's like all over his chest yeah it's gross and like a nor like a, a probably a decent movie would be like they'd set this up, and then when he comes in, when Zoro meets our hero, it'd probably be like a little bit of build up to like the moment, right? That's yeah, your expectation, and it, and it would be it would be an intense fight where maybe the heroes are really held back for a while, yeah. and then kind of exploded at the end. And then you were like, "Oh wow, look what Ricky's capable!" Of. Right? No, well, we no. just get to the shower. Yep, the, a guy Ricky's with, in the shower. Yeah. Big fat guy taps on his shoulder. But he first clomp like they do a low yeah. shot of his feet, like oh, yeah. stomping up. Yeah, and then he's like, Ricky. And the guy turns around <laughs> and he's just big and fat. And then he says, like, he hits him. He goes flying. Well, into he goes, a guy well first naked. he goes, someone promised me thirty pounds, oh, right. thirty pounds of rice to turn you into meat, and then I get to eat the meat in a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you into a. Yeah. That's like. And he says it in a way of like it sounds like that's what he was actually offered. Yeah, it's like we will give you rice, and then you can make him into a <laughs> meat pie. Which this early in the movie doesn't make sense, but later on you'll be like, oh, they have the facilities to make really, uh, it, human. It's meat. a good. It pays it's off. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, he knocks a guy flying. 
He knocks Ricky flying and Ricky hits a guy. Who's naked. Yeah. Which is really, I don't know. Really that movie's funny. Really funny. So funny. It's so funny to see uh, that bare butt bare run away. Butt. <laughs> and so Ricky stops and then Zorro charges at him and it goes into this kind of slow motion that ends up getting used throughout the film. Yeah. Um, and Ricky just punches him in the fucking gut. And goes right through it. His fist goes right through the guy's stomach. But, like, lengthwise, like, across his stomach, he, like, cuts out a whole midsection. And he doesn't die right away, though, right? I don't think he does because he screams. and He, does he maybe, screams. I think Ricky hits him a couple more times. Yeah, he gives, he gives him another hit, and then he goes down, right? Yeah. Is this the scene where Ricky gets the nail, though? I think yeah, it's in yeah, this yeah. fight. So that, that's yeah. what happens is he takes him down. He he's done for because of his stomach. Then the guy with the eye patch that he yeah. previously tripped yeah. comes out with him a nail and it stabs Ricky in the hand. In the hand he just yeah. catches it mm. nonchalantly, then hits that guy, popping. He pops his other eye out, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he so now this guy has no eyes, which happens twice in his. Yeah, theory. there's a lot of <laughs> ocular shit in this movie, especially with the assistant warden's glass eye that he yeah. keeps tic tacs in, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> yeah, this there's this. So absurd. This is like <sighs> this. This director wants to skull fuck someone so bad. <laughs> that's like all. That's his ultimate fantasy is to like fuck someone's uh, eyeball. If this had any success, he would have probably yeah. done. He's probably done it. He flew to Thailand and he made it happen. But yeah, so Ricky kills Zorro and Eyepatch dude. Yeah, by pulling, he pulls out nonchalant. He just pulls it out. He doesn't give a shit. And he also can like apparently regenerate sort of Wolverine style. Yeah, which because he gets cut up in all sorts of ways in this movie, and then those injuries like disappear. He'll just go into his room. And meditate, or but whatever. you don't really. There's one scene where he like meditates, but other than that, you don't really see him heal. Yeah, you don't see him heal at all. It's and just, so he, he just kind of goes away because he gets like his arm cut in half, and yeah. like yeah, it's and then razor blades in his face, and then later on you're like, oh, you see a little bit of bruising, but the next scene you know he's like clean. Yeah, there's it no- makes no sense. But so once he kills those guys, that's when he gets the assistant warden's attention. But before that, he does go. Remember, he goes in and he's having like a weird panic attack after yeah. that. He has a panic attack, which I had no clue. I didn't know know what was going Doesn't on. Doesn't make any. Yeah, it's, he's like oh, he's like he's just, convulsing, he's freaking out, and breathing really heavily. So he meditates <laughs> really hard. And then that's that's when we get our first flashback with uh, his girlfriend, right? That's right. Yeah, he meditates and he remembers his girlfriend. Um, in this great flashback. Yeah, and his girlfriend is just like, they're in a meadow, and the girlfriend uh, has a remote control, and she's flying a little, um, like a little plane. Yeah. And then Ricky's with her, and he's like, can I fly it? And she's like, no. And he gets really pissed. And he yeah, leaves. He stops And up. then he comes back with another big remote control, and he's like, hey, points to the sky. There's a little toy helicopter. With a poem hanging from beneath it in really on a big banner that then the voiceover reads out loud that's like, she, this, my girl is like a blossom of something. Well, it's supposed to be flattering, but she really gets like, she doesn't, like, yeah, she's like, gets mad at him for it. Gets embarrassment, I mean. Yeah, it gets I'm embarrassed and chases him down. And so it's like, <laughs> It's like sort of a, um, it's like that scene you've seen a million times in like 500 Days of Summer or something where the couple's like being really fun, flirty with each other. And that's what we're learning. But it's being done with um, them fighting over remote controls for different Yeah, it's like devices. the classic, like when couples like cook. 
yeah, in movies exactly. they show them like, oh, we're gonna yeah. play around with <laughs> we're gonna powder toss the and pasta, <laughs> at you. yeah. And this is being done with like remote control airplanes, <laughs> and he runs off with both yeah. remote controls. Yeah, the goofy thing is he grabs both remotes, and so the final shot is him like mug the actor mugging in a weird way we will never see again, just yeah. having fun like with these remote controls. So weird. It's pretty strange. It's like I guess it's like that scene in Rushmore where they fly their kite, where Maggie and oh uh, yeah, Jason Schwartz would fly. It's a lot of parallels to Wes Anderson's oeuvre. Yeah, like you yeah. you can see Wes Anderson <laughs> is really influenced by Rio. Yeah, <laughs> especially in like remember that scene in Royal Tenenbaums where Danny Glover falls down in that hole and gets his eyes poked out by a bunch of nails. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah, when he Gene Hackman just punched someone's chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Danny Glover's chest. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, we see all the influences. Saw, you know, um, uh, but then so then yeah. After then that, then he gets warden. called to the warden, right? The assistant, warden. the assistant warden, because the warden's gone. He's warden, in Hawaii. Yeah, warden's in Hawaii. <laughs> warden's in Hawaii with his family. Which, again, another translation for sure. Has like, to be. definitely not Hawaii in the script, or it is because I do know this is the one thing I maybe because if you go like Hawaii does have a lot of like. That area, like they visit it, sure. A lot of um, uh, Asian tourists, yeah, Asian tourists like from Japan and stuff as well. And then there's a lot of big Japan, it's true. I suppose it's possible. I think it just, I mean, you're probably right. It's like while they're calling people Andrew and stuff, they're like the bosses in Hawaii. It just feels like, yeah, you could be anywhere. But so the the assistant warden is like this kind of Kim Jong un type dude in like a military uniform, and he's pretty good. I kind of like his performance a lot. He's really silly and like. Yeah, huge. I think he works really well. Yeah, he's he's definitely fits the character. He's like a Street Fighter villain. Yeah, that's how I like exactly. <laughs> he's like exactly like I mean, all the characters, all the villains in this movie are like very cartoony in yeah. that way. But he uh, and he's got a big buffet and he's just like chowing down. And, and he has a hook. And he's got he a hook two, hand. That's right. Which are two hooks that he can like yeah open and close to like pick up. Stuff, yeah, exactly. Pick up his meat. And yeah, it opens with him shoving steak in his mouth with his hook. <laughs> <laughs> that he misses the first time so you know the actor was like trying to figure it out and then um and he's drinking from this glass that has this like big round ice cube in it and they're reading him Ricky's file which is where we learned that Ricky went to school to study the flute <laughs> which will come yeah which, after which, we get told believe, this will oh, we'll, believe we'll. me this pays off <laughs> consistently for the next hour yeah it's like absurd <laughs> Uh, so he's playing the flute, which, and then uh, then they bring Riccio in to like meet him, and they just have sort of a face to face like challenge. And it turns out that the ice cube in his glass is his glass eye, <laughs> which is apparently cold. Yeah. So, but it's in your head. Why would it ever be cold? Yeah. Unless, but then later, unless he puts it in there to chill it. But then later, it's got a dual purpose because then later he like pulls it out and he's like, "I keep mints in here," and he like shakes it into his yeah. hand and he's he like, offers one of the boss a boss's Oscar a mint. So it's like he's got it's like a dual purpose thing where he's got it, he keeps mints in it and it's his ice cube. I don't see how that's possible. It's not possible, but he made it work. He made it work. <laughs> and and a, why would you that? That choice is ridiculous from like, oh, yeah, like, but at the same time, you're like, you didn't, no one stopped and said, like, even the actors, like, so wait, 
Why the hell would I take? Why would I put mints in my eye when you could just keep them in your fucking pocket? <laughs> why do I have to keep taking my fake it's eye out? It's just such a funny because we want to see more eyeball stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's the only reason. It, there was a focus group. It's like we want yeah, more, more eyeballs. eyeballs. <laughs> well, and the actor's really good at keeping his one eye closed yeah. while he has the glass eye out. He does a good job with it, but it's it's such an absurd. And he threatens Ricky in some way that's just like... Well, he shows him the picture of his girlfriend. Yeah, and he's He like, shows the picture, and then he goes, come look at it. And then he stabs... This is another situation where yeah. he clearly stabs... I might have gotten this reverse. I think you were right. I think we actually get introduced to the girl, this scene, and then he has the flashback. I uh, think that's maybe, what happened. something like that. Yeah, but, but he, he stabs his hand, Yeah, and then he goes... And then... Another and then the punches hook. and then pu- punches Ricky's punches face. Punches the shit out of Ricky's <laughs> face for like five minutes because yeah. he's got him trapped on this table. He's got his hand trapped on the table. So he just he's like, I want to see how strong you are. And the way he does that is like on his hand with the most rings. He just punches the shit out of Ricky's face for like yeah. over and over again. And Ricky ends up licking his own blood. Yeah, and eating it, Ooh. which he does several times throughout the movie. It's <laughs> yeah. like a source of his power. But he Ricky gets pissed. Punches through the table. Yeah, breaks that big spread that the... Destroys the buffet. <laughs> the guards run for their lives. And they then cower he, they in cower the, in, the corner. in the corner of the office. And then he, Ricky goes to punch the assistant warden and stops short right in front of the assistant warden's face. But then the assistant warden gets a nosebleed. And then he says, as he leaves... Yeah, Ricky leaves. I like, love that you have to say that out loud to like make that clear for the audience. He's like, oh... This guy's more powerful than I thought. Yeah, he can hit. He can make. He can hurt someone without ever touching them. Yeah, <laughs> which, which then never happens again. Which is a cool thing to say yeah. that's his power, but he never does it. Again. Well, it'd be cool if he hadn't already had every superpower ever. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like he can also hurt people by not touching them. So then you're like, oh, so he's so no obstacle this guy's about to face will be a, a problem. But then he. Don't worry, audience. He never uses that power again. Mostly because it's like the least cinematic power ever where you just kind right. of punch all around someone and then their head explodes. Yeah. Give me a break. I want to we see someone's fist go through someone's head. You're going to be disappointed if you yeah. don't get to see that happen. Then I don't know. I don't remember what the next fight is. Well, some like I think this movie is hard to f- not it's hard to follow because it, because the story like threads are so weak. There's no you're chronology. Just like, well, I do remember when this crazy thing happened. Yeah. But so it's basically. I mean, that's probably how we'll have to take it. It's just like weird moment <laughs> by yeah, weird moment well, as yeah. Ricky then kind of meets the other four gang leaders or the the leaders of the gangs who are like um, a big tall guy named Tarzan. Yeah, who's just a big tall guy with like an axe of some kind, or he has like he a like trident. A, it, it was like, it, it only had two prongs. Yes, he's got a weird fork shovel thing, <laughs> yeah. and then um, and, and then, then one that the one that uh, clearly a girl we determined yeah. it was a woman playing a man. That's the weirdest one. Reagan is Reagan, her name, yeah. which is great, and I think she looks like one of the villains. I think she looks like the villains from the Superman movie. Yeah, I she's think, dressed sort of like the Zod yeah. people. Um, and she can kind of fly, and she has unorthodox kung fu. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what they, he says. Yeah, her kung One fu of the is very, unorthodox. Like maybe the only moment that the, we, yep. the only moment we ever hear 
uh, Ricky's uh, inner thought. Inner thought is when he meets her. They fight. They're fighting a little bit, and he gets his ass kind of knocked down, and then he looks up and he just thinks like her kung fu is unorthodox, and then it cuts to her like stretching weirdly, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, it is unorthodox. Oh, very unorthodox. And then they edit it so that her jumping around looks really weird, and it's like, yeah. see how unorthodox. Um, but yeah, it is a woman. Uh, it's the only woman in the movie, apart from the girlfriend. Yeah, in the flashbacks, and she, but she's definitely playing a man. She has like a haircut that's like a man's haircut. Yeah, it it must have just been she was like she the martial artist they needed because she ends up sort of jumping around in different differently than any of the rest of them. Yeah, definitely. And you're so just like, just yep, can't that. have a female in this all male prison, so we'll just yeah. dress her up as a male. But it's so unconvincing, and it's Fair. like. The dubbed voice is ends up just kind of being this sort of sassy voice. It's like, yeah. "Hey, Ricky, you killed a lot of my friends, and I'm mad." And it's, it's like, yeah. "All right." Even the voiceover Very breathy. guys, are, yeah. Um, uh, oh, other great little moment of voiceover is when random side character in the prison is peeing in the bathroom. And then Lee is leaving the bathroom singing to himself. And oh, yeah. The yeah. song they put in is he goes, can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like what he sings. It's like, it's like no. clearly, no, he was no. never singing that song. Not even close. And it's such a poor, like, and just a, dub. Point, a pointless scene. All of it is bizarre. There's, there's all, there's so many bizarre parts. Cause then there's a lot of like highly, like, and you, I guess for 1990, they would have thought it funny is to dub like certain characters with a very lispy, like kind of cliche yeah, gay voice. Where you're like, oh my, when they're when they're dealing with Andrew, yeah, because that guy. This is the scene after he's singing Satisfaction. Yeah. They come after this guy because they say he's a fink, and then another guy named Andrew. They say his name a way too many times. times. Andrew is another like gentle prisoner in this prison, but he wants to kill this guy for being a fink. And then that's when we meet Oscar, right? Or that's yeah. a, around, we see, see what Oscar These names make no sense. <laughs> yeah, they don't at all. Gang leaders are absurd. But yeah, it's in that scene dealing with Andrew where someone's like, he made Andrew pissed or something. He does this really <laughs> yeah. gay you're line. Like, of like, oh my God. Andrew hates that or whatever. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, Andrew, kick his ass. But then when it comes, they do a joke where they try to do like joke lines of like what we're going to do to this guy. And it goes down the line. Yeah. The camera falls down the line. They're like, we're going to kick your ass. We're going to eat you. Blah, blah. And then it gets to that gay character. And he's all. And he just uh, turns to Andrew and goes yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, that's the of, joke. It's a line of four. Where the first two guys are like, I'm going to kick your ass. He's like, then I'm going to make you eat your shit and then like yeah. lick our shoes. And then the third guy's like, what about you, fourth guy? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. What do you want? Yeah, what, what do you want? I got nothing. And this timing is all off. It's great. It's a beautiful moment. But um, but so Ricky kind of kicks the shit out of these diff- through these different prison fights. And he discovers that um, Reagan is like growing uh, well, really, everyone is growing opium. Yeah, he discovers this because there's a very sweet prisoner uh, who named- is it's uh, so Oscar, who is the head of his wing, right? The North. Yeah, and then his assistant is the guy with no tongue. 
Yeah, well, it's his god. We find out later it's his, his god godson, son. even though he just seems like a weird little boy that hangs yeah. around with Another him. translation, I think, of <laughs> uh, godson. Son, he's his godson. That's why. You know how this guy and his godson are in prison <laughs> together? But the godson is this weird shy guy, and he sees Ricky playing a leaf as a flute. Which makes. <laughs> Ricky picks up a leaf and sort of. And he's played it. a flute at this moment. He has at one point pulled yeah, a flute. Yeah, he has a flute, but he's playing, he's using the leaf. So the poor confused guy starts playing with the leaf, trying to get a flute sound, and he can't get it. And Ricky like helps him, but then he Ricky sees this guy's got no tongue. A tongue was cut out of his mouth in some incident we'll never hear about or see, which was a very grotesque close up of his. Yeah, mouth. they just do a close up of like just an isolated shot of the weird prosthetic mouth they made oh. with like the hamburger tongue that's like thirty percent missing. Yeah, very upsetting. <laughs> I did not like that no, shot. It's at really all. gross. <laughs> it looks like a Salisbury steak in someone's <laughs> mouth. Like it's really <laughs> gross. Uh, but he's you know one of the good ones, and then he. Gives Ricky gives him his flute. Yeah, know, he really gives him his flute, flute. and then that's when we find out the bosses are like, "Oh, he's a traitor." He told him about the because he told him about. Right. He didn't even tell the, them the yeah the leaves, the leaves that the guy was using to try to make a flute. Ricky's like, "Where'd you get these poppy leaves?" And it's like, "Oh, poppies." And then we when we discover later their grow operation is just a giant greenhouse like outside on <laughs> yeah. prison, not property. hidden at all. Yeah, it's not. It's just the way. How could you possibly? Well, I mean, I guess because the entire prison is corrupt. But um, but Ricky hates that people are making opium. He hates. Ooh, we it. don't know yet, but he hates he it. Fucking hates it for some Ugh. reason. Even in a way that I mean, I guess because of his past with his girlfriend. But oh, which we haven't. I don't think we've of. got to that. No, I don't. Th- yet, I mean, right? that's. I, it probably comes up right around then. It comes around then. So we, they they definitely squeeze in that information right at the last moment because it's again it's this mystery thing. Like in that scene where, in that scene where the assistant warden gets his file and meets Ricky face to face. Part of it is after his after he uh, killed two people and got sent or like between flute school or something. He like disappeared for two years as part of Ricky's backstory. Yeah. And so the ward, the assistant warden is like, what were you doing during those two years? Why do you have bullets in your chest? It's like such <laughs> this mystery. And then when it's revealed, it's just because in this flashback, uh, Ricky O's girlfriend was studying late at flute school in the library. And <laughs> she... She was walking through. Well, she didn't study flute in the library. No, exactly. Like reading up on flute theory. <laughs> and then uh, she le- walks around what looks like UCLA's campus and sees uh, a group of guys like dealing opium under this bridge yeah. and like shooting up. And she's like, oh my God. And, uh, I'm sorry, it's just this movie so amazing. I'm yawning. Yeah, it's a movie that definitely keeps you awake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not unrelenting in its pace. Um, but so they, uh, she gets like kidnapped by one of these guys, 
and they throw her on the bed. And so you're like, oh, this is going to be like a classic kind of Hong Kong cinema thing where they like raped her all I night. I 100% you know, was getting ready. Yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Like it really feels like that moment that's in so many of these movies where it's like, yeah, and then 10 guys took turns raping her or something. I feel like that's a really common like yeah. piece of the revenge plot in specifically like Asian cinema. Definitely. Um, but then the guy who kidnapped her is like, boss, we brought this girl here for you. Because she saw us dealing, which kind of be like... He treats them like they're idiots because they kind of are. Yeah. Why would you? Who cares? Yeah. But it's like they brought her there presumably for him to rape. But then he doesn't. And she kind of gets up and escapes and runs out of the tries to run out of the building, but runs upstairs and then gets to the roof and just in one fluid motion, like <laughs> trips and falls. And then they cut to one of the most amazing wide shots <laughs> yes. of all time. That's I mean, like a hundred percent worth watching this movie just for this for the forty five minute build up to this moment <laughs> where halfway through where she just trips and falls and falls all the way off the roof of like a four story building and just you see the shot of her like leaving the roof kind of from down looking down onto the sidewalk below to just like it's probably the most realistic dummy in the movie. Yeah, just thudding it's so just hard th- on the concrete <laughs> and just stopping like. I mean, she doesn't, like, explode in blood and guts at all, which is rare for this movie. It's really, like, a but, weird, quiet yeah, moment for this movie. Yeah, it's just, just this, like, donk. <laughs> like, this body just, like, thumps so awkwardly on the... It's like uh, in The Other Guys when Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock jump off yeah. the, the roof of that building. It's, like, exactly that shot of just, like, one long take from above, and you just see them hit. You know, it's yep. like, it's exactly that. And so that's how Ricky's girlfriend died was in this way. That's like very indirect, especially when they've already done all the setup to basically be like some drug dealers caught her seeing them sell drugs and then like tortured and raped and killed her or something. Yeah. Like that's all there for you to that. Instead, it's like they kind of chased her up. So they confusingly took her to a second location didn't really do anything to her, and then she ran off the roof yeah, of the building. She panicked and ran off because they're not even anywhere near her when she jumps. No, they're no. It doesn't make any sense. And then he shows up. Then it cuts to like yeah, Riccio in in a camo like poncho in a looking camouflage real, poncho. looking real lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's a real like Riggs or I guess yeah. Murtaugh. No, wait. Who's Riggs. yeah? It'd be Riggs. Riggs. It's a real Riggs thing of like crawling out of the jungle or whatever. Like he somehow he heard about this, yeah, and comes back. And the main like sort of pimp drug dealer guy is with two ladies. With two ladies, two real confidence, real confidence. Yeah, too. and and he's like, hey, or whatever. And the drug dealer guy just goes. This is like if this happened on the street, it would be amazing. Of just a guy in a camouflage poncho being like, "Hey!" And then this guy goes, "What's your problem, asshole?" And immediately fires a gun, and just immediately shoots Ricky in the chest like seven times. Yeah, which is where the bullets came from. And we see that they like make him bleed, but not stop. Yeah, he just and then coming. how does he kill that guy brutally? He, he does. He hits his knee first. Yeah, he like just and then oh yeah, his all leg. he does. I honestly feel like he maybe he left him just he didn't even die. He left him just to be maimed forever because he hit his leg yeah. and then he hits him in the oh, fe- yes. head 
but it's, it doesn't blow up his head. It just no. puts this like crater, yeah, uh, a crater that looks like it added skin on. Yeah, absolutely. It, it looks like a big, huge crater in his head. Yeah, he just dents this guy's head <laughs> yeah, with and the power. Ran, and then runs away. He doesn't finish him off. No, he's like. So I feel like that guy's just now stuck with the rest he, of his life being craterhead. Yeah, he has got a giant <laughs> dent in his forehead. That's a really good point. Yeah, he's probably still out there. <laughs> But that's but that was the crime that sent Ricky to yeah, prison. Yeah, that sent him to prison. And and you know it it was look it was an act of passion. God, it was. I mean, it's up there with the Con Air moments. Man. Exactly. <laughs> he was a de- his body was a deadly weapon. He had to be sent to prison. You know, it's uh, it's. I think he's. They say he's convicted of manslaughter. Yeah. Even though what no, he I guess did he would have must have died. What he did is period. like for sure murder. But oh yeah, that's definitely murder. They that say manslaughter. Manslaughter is like usually when you're like driving or something, right? Yeah, when you but that's vehicular manslaughter, yeah. which then makes me wonder what is just how do you how do you how argue do you manslaughter? manslaughter? Yeah, like what do you do? Premeditation, I guess, right? Murder, murder is like a premeditated crime. But then there's like first degree and, and second, second degree. degree. The second degree is like not meditated, right? Right. Or premeditated, I mean. Yeah, so I don't know where the we're line gonna is. Look man- up we're going to have to look up manslaughter <laughs> laws in California yeah. so we know what we can get away with. Yeah. yeah. It's I a good question, though. I don't know because I because just that there's specifically vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. But that's definitely my the same the way I think of it is like you accidentally you kill, kill somebody, somebody somehow. So how do you accidentally, I guess, like without using like a like. Maybe if, I see what, how. Maybe if you made some error on a construction site or something, yeah, and like somebody died, like you would be convicted of manslaughter. Yeah. Weird. I wonder if in an improv show you can like do something that would kill somebody enough that you get like on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would. Be I don't like, know why that immediately pops in my head. I'm like, <laughs> like you try to top a scene by like climbing up in the rafters yeah. and you knock down a light that yeah. like kills your teammate. Yeah. Or you do yeah. a tag that's a little too hard. A little too hard. And maybe you, maybe it doesn't even kill him that night. But like, no. it, it's <laughs> you got the you got the Ricky O tag hand where you go through <laughs> someone's back. You tag them on the shoulder and it punctures their entire skin like it's butter. <laughs> oh um, which then is like. Then the weirder moment, one of the weirdest moments of fighting is when he finally, he like burns down the poppy greenhouse. Ricky burns down the poppy yeah. greenhouse to like clear the slate. Yeah, it gets real weird at this point. Yeah, and he's just like so mad about these drugs. And that's when he fights Reagan, the lady man. And then the other man. one, yeah. the, short, the even shorter one. Who uses needles, flying and has, needles. And has those, that cool, the butt haircut. Yeah, he's got a parted in the middle the haircut middle. with dyed blonde just in front. Yeah. It's very upsetting, and it's definitely like the, he is a villain lasts way longer than you want him to. Yeah. Um, but they kind of beat the shit out of him and pierce him full of holes and stuff. But before that, Reagan fights him and gives him her death stroke. Yeah. She hits him with her death blow that's like the five-fingered uh, or the five-point From exploding like palm. Part, yeah, heart trick. Um, you know, so it's like he's going to be dead soon. But then Ricky has a flashback to his uncle just being like, if you harness energy, you can cheat death. And it's just a weird, one another close low up. shot, yeah. close up. And I think he just has that weird, creepy smile and like and sort of laughs. says that line. <laughs> and then they cut back to Ricky and he like kind of... He fails. hits his yeah. chest. He punches his own chest after, <laughs> yeah. after getting a death stroke. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. And then, But then Reagan, you can see in her eyes, she's kind of like, oh, he beat my... Deathstroke. Yeah. Which is like, how? How could he have possibly 
That's through channeling impossible. energy. It's not explained. No, um, not at all. But then Ricky gets beat up by these guys, and then they send him to the assistant warden, right? Do they... No, this is where what's-his-name. So they, they tie him up. They want to kill him. Then Tarzan weirdly shows up and says, no. Cause the I alar- haven't gotten to fight I haven't him gotten yet. to fight him. Then the alarms go off. That's right. And then the guns oh come out. Oh, my God. So much happens There's in this so movie. Much, and it's all just weird moments, and nothing seems to be connected. No, it's, it's, and it's, it's hard to retell because the chronology is really, like, all over the place. But... Ricky ends up, yeah. So Tarzan fucks their needles, and Reagan are about to like close the deal. And Tarzan shows up and is like, "No, I need to fight him." And they're like, "What?" But You're then being an idiot. the prison goes into lockdown, and Tarzan and Ricky end up in this cell where they're like covered in wet cement. Yeah, like this. Randomly, they're in a room, and then it closes. Then and then it starts filling with wet cement. But then he breaks them out of there easily yeah. through the wall. He breaks them out of the and, door. But he's still covered in cement, and they're like, now we're just going to let him dry, and he'll harden into cement. Um, and Tarzan gets washed off. But this is when the warden arrives. Yeah, because the guy rushes up and tells the uh, the yeah, assistant warden, the, like, warden's, the coming. warden's coming, and he starts to freak out. He's like, oh, and in, no. the, in one of the weirder moments of pacing, they're like, the warden's arriving. Then oh, yeah, this they is show the so they sh- and so everyone all the guards get in place. And they show the guard at the road, like watching to see his approach, and then he doesn't come. And then all the guards, it cuts to them all <laughs> sleeping in a pile at the entrance of the prison. Yeah, with the assistant warden asleep at the very end, literally yeah. just laying on top of each other in a <laughs> yeah. huge pile of like forty men. In the blistering sun, it looks like. I would never... I don't think I'd ever... Like, it would take days for me to get to a point where I would just lay in a pile of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, presumably, they were waiting for days and, like, weren't, weren't allowed to leave, but were allowed to, like, fall asleep on top of each other. Yeah. It's very confusing. But, um, yeah, so they... But then the warden shows up and they panic and they, like, they rush to get everything. And there's so much build up to this warden because we've just been spending all the time with the damn assistant warden. <laughs> so you're like, this real warden's got to be a badass, right? Yeah. And he's definitely, like, an attempt at a badass, but he's just not that interesting. He's, like, a taller, lankier guy. He has... He's bald on top, but the actor clearly just shaved his head. Yeah. It reminds me of... It's like I an would, old samurai do. Yeah. But it reminds me of, like, my buddy in college was in like a goofy play about Shakespeare like writing one of his plays Uh that was like what the play was about I forget what it was called but my buddy played Shakespeare and so he had to the director made him shave his head like Shakespeare's pattern of baldness which is kind of like this warden guy where it's sort of like just bald on the top kind of it's sort of like a big gap on the top and when my friend did it it looks so stupid because it's like not a natural it looked like he just cut a weird horseshoe out of the out of his head so it's like this horrible pattern of baldness that just looks like a really weird choice of a haircut as opposed to like yeah, it doesn't look natural at all. No, and it definitely. And tells- being a balding man, I know, like <laughs> I know, like mine looks natural as it's going. Right, exactly. <laughs> it would be. It's it's really bizarre to see it like unnatural like that, and so it really looks like that. Which again, it was probably. But he doesn't even. The actor doesn't even do. I thought like maybe they did that because this guy is a really good martial artist and so they need they need him but they want him to look older so they're trying this yeah. bald thing but then he doesn't even really do any martial arts no he doesn't he he dresses sort of like 
a weird like matador or yeah. like what period he ends up dressing sort of like a, da- a weird dandy yeah from like the 1800s and by the end he's wearing the shirt jerry seinfeld wears in the puffy <laughs> the shirt. pirate so shirt he yep. just <laughs> is wearing the pirate shirt for the climax puffy of the movie shirt. which is great uh, yeah um, and he has a pistol he's got a pistol so it's sort of this like westerny kind of villain he has a gun yeah. at his side in a holster um, the, I mean, the first thing he does is, I mean, it's it's extreme, but it's like at this point, it doesn't top anything that we've previously already seen. Yeah. Because like the his little kid, which we'll talk about, his son, his son, his son. which is just one of the worst things his ever. Son put is on. amazing. Yeah. His <laughs> son is definitely a type. Yeah. Yeah. But, but his son trips on the red carpet that they rolled out for him. Yep. And he gets all, oh, no. And then the board of media is like, who rolled this carpet? Who rolled out the carpet? <laughs> and they throw out a prisoner and say, and he yeah, did it. Very quickly, they pull this prisoner and they're like, this guy. And the warden, the assistant warden is even like, not me, not me. Yeah, the assistant very specifically is like, I did not do this. Because and the, of course he didn't. And he's all, did you check? He says to the prisoner, did you check? Like, did you check the car or the carpet when you rolled down? He's yeah. like, yeah, and he's all, and so he, with his cane, which is spiked at the end, shoves it into his eye. Into his eye, guys. Says, you don't see very well. So yeah, you only need one yeah, eye. Exactly, because he's like, don't you have eyes? And he's like, and the prisoner goes. Oh, yeah. Prisoner points to his own eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I do. They're right here. <laughs> Why, warden? What are you about to do? There's not a history of violence there's, from you. Yeah, there's not a lot of. Oedipal eye gouging <laughs> happening in this movie. Yeah, it's like so again, another guy gets skull fucked by a wooden dick in, in this movie. Like, it's crazy how much ocular fucking there is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's so clearly just like uh it, it's either like the effect that this team, this production team could sell the best, you yeah. know, like it's the effect that they were like, this looks or great. It's the cheapest, maybe, yeah. too, though, because it's they're some, some combo of like production trick, or it's the director's <laughs> favorite thing in the world. <laughs> My guess is like a combo of both. Yeah. Of like, they got really good at it because he was constantly like, we're doing another eyeball. <laughs> Out the face. Being on set, like, we're doing another eyeball. Yeah, already. eyeballs yep. again, man. Mm-hmm. Another eyeball. So it's like. It'd be it's, fun if we saw his discography. Like, we went and watched other movies, and there's always at least one. Yeah, just at least <laughs> one eyeball popping out. But so the warden's son is supposed to be like a 10 year old boy, maybe, but he's played by like a 35 year old adult man. Yeah. In like little kid, like, you know, the stereotypical sort of kid clothes. It reminds me a lot of this exact. I mean, I think this is sort of a common type in like not just Asian movies, but like uh, cartoons and stuff and anime. Yeah. I feel like I've seen this character in anime before of like the weird fat, like spoiled kid. Yep. Um, but it reminded me very specifically of Miller's Crossing, the Coen Brothers movie. Yes. With and John Polito's son, yep. where he's got the fat little Italian kid mm-hmm. and he like slaps and cries. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a lot like that, weirdly. It reminds me of that and the way he dressed reminds me of the fat kid in Willy Wonka. Yes. It's very Augustus Gloop. Yep. But he's like spoiled. He's like a spoiled shithead kid. Yes. The first thing he does is he likes takes his gum out of his mouth and puts it on the assistant warden's face. Yeah. And the assistant warden just kind of takes it. He's just like, okay. You're the warden's son. 
But the other thing that you noticed that I had not noticed is that he's wearing two pins on his like really gaudy uh, vest, and they're uh, jack o' lanterns. Yeah, like one's a jack o' lantern, the other one's like a jangler with like a ghost in it. They're two Halloween pins. I love that weird. Really, and they're really big, and it's just so clear. It's like when you see a picture of a Chinese person wearing a shirt that says like jellyfish fuck or something <laughs> and you're like yeah they they don't know what this means yeah it's like that there's like two halloween pins on him for some reason they just like the imagery it's like and he just exists for no reason other than to kind of fall down and cry and yeah and then like shithead. maybe show the warm be little vicious just for the stupid kid but it doesn't make sense yeah but so then the, the climax of this movie really happens in the kitchens of this prison yeah they're showing food to the warden right well, first they first they take the I mean like first they take the warden to see Ricky oh, yeah, frozen right. in cement, and Tarzan's there. Tarzan busts in, and he, but first we watch like he's supposed to be cemented and hung up, but he just immediately breaks immediately out. shatters the cement and his chains, and then Tarzan breaks into his prison cell. Or like first he like grabs the the warden comes up to the bars and Ricky like almost kills the warden through the bars. But then Tarzan busts in from behind and almost kills Ricky through the bars. But then but he then, fucking crushes his hand fist to fist. Yeah. That is some of the crazier effects in this moment for sure of like he Ricky punches through him a bunch of times. But then in the most brutal shot or he punch first he does an uppercut. Oh, yeah. He goes through, through his, the oh. bottom of the guy's chin and like out his mouth, mouth. <laughs> with his fist. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Bonkers, have man. you seen that bull goring video? Uh-uh. There's like a bullfight gone wrong in Spain. Oh, it happened bullfight like five, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it happened like five or six years ago. And someone got it on video. And it's the bull gores the guy. So the horn of the bull goes through the bottom. Exactly like this. Goes through the bottom of his chin. And then you can see it come out through his mouth. Oh, my God. It's insanity. It's some of the craziest footage I've ever seen. (laughs) You know, I'm immediately going to have to look that up after It's very upsetting. (laughs) Uh, But they do this with this guy's fist. And... um, and so then Tarzan like gets, but to, but the, the walls are also the ceiling is also closing in on them. So Tarzan ends up getting crushed under the ceiling. Boy, Zorro, Tarzan. I mean, the names of these guys are yeah. absurd. And at this point, we have a leading into the next scene because that immediately after he break, he so uh, Tarzan sort of helps him, right? Yeah, he helps him. Yeah, he break. We find out that uh, Ricky could have just. Busted through the bars sooner than later because he just yeah. immediately jumps all through bars. All he does is does like uh, <laughs> like you know when sometimes if you like dive into bed, <laughs> he just does that, but through the steel bars of his prison cell and like it's like pow and he just like breaks through the no problem. Tarzan gets crushed. Yeah, and Tarzan gets crushed. It's really sad. And they find and that's when you find out that he had pictures and he's like mad at them because they're just using all the prisoners. Right, Ricky's like oh. Ricky is very irritated by the injustice. of at all. I mean, I think we forgot to mention that when the nerdy guy is first killed at the very beginning,
beginning. The oh, guy yeah. Gets the, like, he did his, like... Yeah. Ricky this. just, like, finds out that this was a sweet guy who got killed for no reason. And so Ricky, in a storm on the yard, just goes, ah, just and screams and punches the air. Punches So he's storm. just really... He's a really sensitive guy. Yeah, he really is. And this is... And so then the climax is kind of, like, facing off against the warden in the kitchens. The warden... But before the kitchen... This is the thing is they capture Ricky O so yeah. many times. Yeah. And we we pointed out while we were watching it, how many times did they put him in bars that you knew he already could break? Yeah. He's always being put in a new set of chains. <laughs> Even though he breaks them every time. Yeah. Like one of the first things we see him do is because when the sweet guy gets killed, they're carting his body out and he's still got his handcuffs on his dead body. And Ricky's like, he's already dead. So why don't you take <laughs> off his handcuffs? <laughs> And they're like, Wina. and then Ricky breaks the chain of the handcuffs, just pulling it. So clearly this is a guy who can break through any chain. And yet constantly they're resetting, being like, oh, he's under chains. The one time that it does really feel like they got him is when, I guess it is before the kitchen, when they put it, him in the rebar That's cage. what I was going to say. Like the yeah. rebar is the last time they like kind of like get him. Where it's like this saw kind of trap where he's like sitting on this chair and then there's all these different like lengths of rebar that are like bent and sharpened to sort of be like spikes, like keeping him in place. Yeah, it looks painful. It looks horrible. And then that's when Reagan shoves a bunch of razor blades in Ricky's mouth. But before that, the other guy's needles is oh, hitting yeah. him with a wrench. Needles, hit, needles bashes <laughs> Ricky's face with a wrench like a dozen times. <laughs> and then she says, no, stop, stop, stop. Sam, and go, stop. Let me do it. Yeah. Then shoves the razor blades shoves in the mouth. A handful of razor blades <laughs> in Ricky's mouth and puts a piece of tape over his mouth. <laughs> Which, like, he wouldn't then swallow or whatever. It doesn't really make sense unless you're also blocking his nose. But Ricky ends up with all these, like, razor blades poking out of his face. And then the warden gets all close. And he's like, how do you like that? And Ricky spits razors in the warden's fucking face. <laughs> which is amazing. I can't believe you could sit there and keep talking when that happened to you. I would have me be like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and then Ricky's like, you'll never get me to stop or whatever. <laughs> and then somehow he gets out of that rebar cage. I don't even remember now. I think they like pull him out or something. Because I know that she says something in like what are they oh, do? is that when they bury him? Yeah, this is so oh absurd. Like, the fact that we're still going, because you can see how, like, our brains are like, no, it should just go to the end. No, but there's it's so like, much. There's so then much they more. bury him. They bury him alive. They make a deal, like. Yeah, he's buried alive, but they use a big tube with air in it that's so that he can breathe. Man, but they th- keep Oh, but then me. this, well, we got, because then oh, the he's green. buried in the yard and so there's a dog just <laughs> sitting outside of his, where he's buried. And then. The dog has never been seen. So dog's just, never been seen. Apparently it's just a watchdog that the prisoners have. Just now. to watch when they bury someone alive with one bamboo stick that they can breathe out of. And then Reagan flies in, mm-hmm. literally flies in and kicks the dog in half. And then, which is probably my favorite kill in the movie, because it, it's just this sweet little dog, and it kind of hears something, it stands up, and then they cut to like, Kaya! and like Reagan flies in and just annihilates this dog with her foot, and then they cut to the dog's like top half, being like, just, oh. like guts all gone, and um, and then that's when like Ricky fights Reagan, and then Reagan somehow. Because she puts the dog meat in his tube. Anyway. Yeah. That's a fight scene that happens at some point in this movie. It's insane. Uh, then they, they they make that weird deal that if you survive, like, being buried for, like, three days or something, 
I can't even remember the time. I don't know. But then he ends up, like, they try to sabotage it. It doesn't work. No. He survives it. He starts fighting. And then it's after that, I think. It's after that they get to, the, like, the, the kitchen. kitchen. The warden's kind of holed up in the kitchen with his son, who's now in pajamas. And uh, a little Because they, they fuck up. They revolt now. Yeah. They revolt. The prisoners are fighting back. And that's when they cut up the fucking assistant warden. Yeah. They cut the shit out of the assistant warden. They, like, punch through him a bunch of times, but he's still kind of alive. And, and he knocked his eye, his second eye yeah, out. Yeah, his second <laughs> eye's gone. And then they storm into the kitchen where the warden is. And they're, like, using the assistant warden as a human shield. And the warden takes his gun out and shoots the assistant warden. But it makes the assistant warden expand like a balloon and then explode. Something about the bullet yeah. makes them explode. Never explained, just... But in a one of the more amazing, crazy effects in the yeah, movie, it's for good. sure. It's like pretty. It because it kind of starts suddenly. It's happening, and you're like, "What's going on?" It's 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 very sudden, but like it's very erratic. Kind of a crazy the way they match it all. Right, they have like so many different dummies and stuff that they use to like use sell this illusion. Yeah. Um, but so then he's facing off against Ricky's facing off against the warden, and the warden points out, "Well, of course, to be the warden, you have to be the best in kung fu." And so the warden's particular style of Kung Fu Fu is like mutating into a Hulk, literally changing his entire body. Yeah, and growing big. Growing enormous and fighting as this weird rubber Hulk monster, (laughs) Um, which is very much like the end of that Peter Jackson movie, Dead Alive. Dead Alive, yeah. Where like it turns into the giant woman. Yep. It's very similar to that. Less successful, um, <laughs> yes. but a very similar like the, climax. What's weird is like the first shots of him looked okay. Yeah. But then when they get into the fighting, it just is like, oh, the quality to get that yeah. motion they wanted no. went real down. He's just like a tall guy with this weird rubber suit like hanging off of him. <laughs> um, but he's supposed to be this giant mutant and Ricky fights him. Oh, but and but the setup of this is they're in this kitchen with this giant meat processor because earlier the warden's in there and the servant has to this prisoner has to feed the warden's kid and the guy's like, man, giving all this kid all this food and the warden's like, oh, you complain there isn't enough meat and then like throws the prisoner into the puts his arms into the like meat machine <laughs> and the meat comes out and then he's like, enough now and it's really disgusting. Because uh, he just has all his arm meat and it looks like ground beef. But so they're fighting. Ricky fights the warden and pushes him in the yeah. meat maker and he just. And he just gets, becomes this paste. Just gets ground into. Just. And this is when there's like so much. They really do top themselves. It's the most blood in the movie. It's the most like mush. It's. I mean, this whole movie is just like red Kool Aid from wall to wall. Yeah. But like this, but this is one really, really like nuts. Like they just they spray blood all over this place, including like by the end of it, Ricky is red from head to toe. <laughs> yeah. So much blood has been sprayed on him. It's pretty amazing. And then uh, and then that's sort of then he brings their head. He brings the warden's shitty head out to the <laughs> lawn, lawn and where the prisoners are riding against the guards. Which we had one of the greatest two line. Yeah, it was just the, you see this riot scene. It starts with the guards. What is it? How is that? He said the guards is like, hey, you guys, you guys like he just says, get back to yourselves. Uh, yeah. What like, are the, 
the like, uh, he just says like you bastard <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like guards go get to your cells and one guy goes you assholes let's get them it's you assholes it's really funny so the way they use funny. assholes in this movie because it's, it's so just like hey you uh, asshole <laughs> um and so, so the pr- they're good. revolting and ricky comes out and goes hey stop it i have the warden's head and so everyone does stop. And then Ricky's so fucking jacked that he just <laughs> runs to the giant wall of the prison yard, punches through it, destroys the entire wall. And what I would say is a very cool shot when he like knocks down decent, that wall. Yeah. It's very well done. And then just there. And then he just turns around and says, you're all free now. And he walks out of the prison, freeze frame, roll credits. And whereas the prisoners don't run out, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, the it prisoners stay hundreds of yards behind, kind of cheering. They're like, we're glad we're free in theory, but we're not going to leave this prison right now because no one uh, said action background. So yep. we don't know that we're allowed we don't know. to move. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the confusing note they go out um, on. I still yep. think one of my favorite things we didn't talk about was... That the earlier guy, that the old man who, he, who kind of sets off the catalyst of everything, he like pulls. There's yeah. this, this object of a yeah. wooden train. The really sweet nerdy guy who <laughs> is motivates Ricky's whole quest is he's about to be paroled and he's going to see his wife and kids again. And so when he's getting the shit kicked out of him in this bathroom, <laughs> suddenly. Like out of his shirt flies a large wooden toy train engine. <laughs> Nothing you could hide in yeah. the robes that these prisoners have no. been provided. As- and the guy, the mean gang leader is like, oh, for your kids. And then breaks it on his head. <laughs> yeah. But then later, Ricky reaches into his robe and pulls out a whole train engine. That he made, maybe. I can only assume. And what context does he pull it out in? There's some. It's when they when he goes and fight. Actually, breaks the uh, yeah. the handcuffs off the body of when they're carting his body off Weird. in the rain. Yeah, and, and he's then, like, "That's his like." And then he's got this choo choo drain. Yeah, and you're like, "How did you?" They, they're he's just robes. Has these robes with like Everybody's empty pulling pockets. Stuff in Adam. Yeah, it's like a karate <laughs> robe, but like full of flutes and <laughs> trains and anything you might need. Yeah, yeah, a lot of sleight of hand happening. There's a lot prison. of magic in this prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you know, so it's uh, it's one of those movies. Overall, as like a watching experience, it's kind of tiring because there's not much story to hold on to. I think you had a better time because a little bit. Yeah. Because one, you were a little high. I got a little high, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. I think that not too high though. It was like I was oh, gonna I, yeah. get no, I was gonna get higher, <laughs> but then like watching the movie and kind of seeing what it was that I was just like, no, I won't be able to engage with this movie if I'm higher. Like, it's not what I want. It's not a, f- like, it's fun to be stoned for in the sense of like, it's so crazy, right. but it's not fun to be stoned for in the sense that it's like very aggressively violent, like people's faces getting <laughs> ripped apart. So in a really cheesy yeah, that way, hard. but it's not uh, ideal. Yeah. So, but so, but I, then I think, yeah, so I think maybe you did, but also I'm watching it for the first time in the middle of the day. Yeah. And there was a couple of times where I was like, I'm tired. It's just, just because it yeah. was like, you get to the middle of the day and you're kind of hitting the hump and it's yeah. like, I'm trying to pay attention to this movie. No, it's tiring. I think this movie works well. I think the best experience if somebody was to go watch this movie would be one with a group of friends like you did. Sure. Yeah. And late at night. 
Yeah. Get high, have food, beer, whatever. Yeah, do your thing. So. Like so it's just like a party movie. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't wanna be it doesn't have they don't have enough like scenes of dialogue or story for any of that to really propel you. So you don't have to like worry about listening to any of that. Like even at all, you know, there, there's, you're not really rewarded. There's like a couple fun, weird details like him studying the flute and stuff yeah. like that, that are fun to catch in the scenes of dialogue, but mainly those are just useless. And yeah, I think if, I think it's, it's just one of those movies that it's an hour and a half. So it's like paced pretty tight, but you heard all the stuff we said happens in it. I mean, like an insane amount of bullshit happens in this movie in an hour and a half. <laughs> so it's just kind of like Turkish star Wars is like, Turkish Star Wars is so horribly edited that it's just this unrelenting, like grinding, yeah. like wall to wall noise and like Oof. stuff like that. And so this this movie is like a tenth of that, but it is so, it has a bit of that where the pacing's a little too fast at times, and then like it's just it's just getting from one like horribly violent set piece to another. So it's kind of I mean it would be the kind of thing if if you could. If you could watch like a decent like fifteen to twenty minute supercut of this movie, oh, it would be the ideal. It would be you'd be you'd really be getting what you need. But as a, since it is on YouTube and it's only an hour and a half, it's like it's very it's quick and, worth and easy to easy to watch. Um, but yeah, it's not the most pleasant like bad movie watching experience, and it's different than watching like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie or something where. Half the fun is like how dumb the story is specifically or like and the ways in which the story is dumb. There's nothing really in the story here at all to like lock you in. in Yeah, because I think those Van Damme movies like like you the half the fun is that like somebody really put their time into that story. Whatever. It was like, oh, we're trying to make this have like a real good meaty reason for this. Yeah. This just feels like, eh, we just made it. They're in a prison and yeah. It's, it's so simple. Yeah, it's one of those, it's just clearly like a director's idea for a movie, you know, because the setup is like so stupid of like, it's the future prisons are private. Like there's this whole like evil corporate thing that's like not at all pursued. Yeah. Um. So it's more, it's so clearly like a director had his like, 10 biggest like fight deaths that he wanted to see happen you know of like he wanted to see a guy fall on some nails he wanted to see a guy Tarzan punch through a guy's head yeah and then put his Um, one political view in it yeah exactly (laughs) so it's just it's it's just like a director's actually and whereas like John Carpenter does that and then in between does a very especially in the thing does like a very good job of telling a like nice simple story yeah Um, even his um, Escape from New York. Yeah, exactly. Still works. That it's way. like it's. It, it, there's at least even when the stories aren't as tight, there's at least like cool story details to like latch on to. Yeah. This there's like nothing for you there. No. Um, so it's like in that sense, it's it's not my favorite of this type of movie, but it's one of my favorites just in terms of like the lengths to which it goes. It's like just so intense. Yeah. And bloody. Well, I guess we'll end this with you. Just we'll see if the audio picks you up with you shoving your. You can punch me. See if you can yeah. get it through okay. my my body. Let me, let me see if I can punch through your entire <laughs> chest. Yeah. Uh, well, that um, is it. Yeah, we that did was, it. That was fun. Go um, see it. It was great. Yeah. 
look it up on YouTube. It's, look it up. It's right there. It's Ricky right there. O, the story of, of Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Story, of Ricky. story of Ricky, a.k.a. AKA Ricky O. o. <laughs> yep. Thanks, cool. Devin. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>